Hello, 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 everyone in Talk It Up Land. This is Angela Maria coming at you one more time. Actually, it is Veterans Day, so any veterans out there listening, I take my hats off to you. Thank you for serving and all that you do for our country. Thank you for that. On Memorial Day, I actually get to celebrate um, and be grateful and thankful for my grandfather who served in World War II, also for my dad who served in Vietnam, and for my sister who passed away on last year in August. Um, She served in the Navy, so I still have um, numerous family members that um, are veterans, so my hats are uh, hats off to all of them and to you in listening land here on Anchor. So I'm going to get right into my subject on today, and my subject is how I handle social media in 2020. Um, I do my own graphics. I love building from from scratch. Um, So if you check me out on any of my platforms, um, basically, really, my Facebook blog, just look up, talk it up, search it out, T-A-L-K-K-I-T-U-P. And what you see out there uh, is the graphics that I do. So I did a graphics new, hadn't done one in, you know, a couple months. Every so often I like to switch it up for this particular podcast. So the title of it is 2020 Social Media, you know, how to handle it. Um, and I, I was looking for the fonts that I wanted to use and, you know, it had the dripping that looked like it was blood. Then they had the, the, the type that looked like, you know, it could have been cobwebs to, um, kind of, uh, represent, you know, scary (laughs) because 2020 has been scary, scary on so many levels for a lot of people. And we all know why. Um, so much going on in the world that just hit us in the face like glass and just shattered everywhere, just just leaving us hurt um, and damaged in a lot of ways. However, <laughs> there's a bright side uh, to it uh, for me. Um, and that is because I have really had to put my faith in the Lord um, and believe on him to take me through. Now, that is easily said when I'm already an introvert. (laughs) So staying home in the pandemic was not really a problem for me. I actually enjoyed being on the highway, either in the wee hours of the morning or in the wee late hours, um, either way, it's still morning. Um, whether it's 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 1 a.m., uh, we call it, you know, it's late night, but it's after 12, so it's the next morning. So th- that, you know, really was soothing for me. You know, not a lot of traffic, not a lot of interface 
or interaction uh, with public, especially for a pandemic. So that kind of kept me very calm in uh, most instances. Uh, I shared in the last podcast that my mom just um, got over quarantine with COVID. And I am staying and trying to really prevent myself from, you know, having to experience that. And one of the reasons is because in my early 30s, I had walking pneumonia. Hmm. Go figure that. Washing my hair. And I was um, in school at NC State, so it wasn't online. I actually, you know, hit the... the uh, hit walking on cameras, hit the grounds is what I was looking to say. And so going out in the weather, um, I ended up um, having walking pneumonia. So my 30 day stay in the hospital to um, coming home a week with a blood clock on my neck and then going back for another 30 days, my temperature and um, just um, symptoms was just all out of whack, but that lung and a half and that <laughs> sound was not pleasurable. You know, I thought I was going to die. I really did. And at the time I was married Now I remember sitting on the bench in the hospital in my room and holding my ex-husband's hand and I only had been married for maybe two, three years giving him permission, you know, to marry again and to be happy. He's like, child, will you hush? You're not going anywhere. But that's how I felt having my lungs filled with fluid, a lung and a half. So, you know, that mucus is on a whole nother level. So, um, again, being already someone that's stationary I, I i've got a couple of people that you know they work outside of the home and they're like i don't see how you do it i don't see how you can stay at a desk all day long you know <laughs> i just laugh because um it's all in our makeup and what we have done professionally for years so if your profession is to get up and to bounce around with kids all day long then that's you my energy doesn't flow that way. My energy flows being focused on a project, on an assignment, and zoned in for hours and hours on a time to where I haven't eaten all day. Or I just get up to run to the bathroom and I come back and sit down and I zone back in. So for the pandemic, for me, it was easy to handle that. Now let's take it to social media. Already being in the field of social media, already um, being that is is dealing with people, uh, dealing with um, irateness, dealing with social media undevelopment as well as development, aka quote unquote attitudes. <laughs> I'm familiar with all of that. I am familiar with all of that. I watch people panic. I watch people pop up shops everywhere. You know, money, money, money. I've got to make money. I've got to survive. I understand. I get all of that. So I was having a conversation with 
Um, a rapper friend of mine that lives in New York, and I've actually, uh, you know, interviewed him a couple times. I got a couple interviews up here, so go check him out. His name is Crazy J. And we were just talking about, you know, the industry and dealing with, you know, artists. Um, I do consider myself partially an artist um, from the standpoint of uh, being a creator. I, I, I like to create uh, creative graphic designs um, and also just he being in the entertainment business and we've been rocking this way for a while. I mean, we know the grind. We know the struggle. We is, you know, it's almost stand, like standing in your mom's basement or your grandmother's basement and selling the CDs out of your car. You're in that entre, entre um, um, I can't even say the word right now. It's not my dyslexia kicking in. Entrepreneurship mode. You're going to hustle and you're going to grind until, you know, you, you, you get that gig, you get that opportunity, you get that door that opens and someone that sees your worth. I mean, it's our passion is our deep, deep explorer of what we do and we put our all into it. So to see like a race in pole position and people weaving in and out, you know, beside you, passing you, um, rushing you, blowing the horn at you, um, taking it in that type of um, analogy. And let me just say, when I say passing you, don't get me wrong. I will cheer you on. I will push you. I will spotlight you. I will showcase you. I will promote you. I will highlight you. That's what I've been doing for the first four, the first three years, really, in um, developing my blogging. By the way, this is, as of yesterday, my fourth year. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm humble. I've learned a lot. I've had some successes. I've had some fails. Um, but to see our grind that we've already been doing for the last three and four years, and then just people just popping up, we can tell the difference when someone is grinding because it's your passion and you in it for the long haul, as opposed to people popping up because they got that stimulus check and let me order something uh, overseas right quick and put it on and make this money, make this money. And then next thing you know, you don't hear anything from them. It's crickets, nothing on their pages. These are the kind of things that as a marketer that I look at those types of analysis. For example, you know, even working with some of, of clients, I've run some social media um, sites and I, <laughs> I actually was going over last week's um, social media um, on their particular page, you know, the analytics, analytics, how was it for you? You know, how, how did you, did you look at the numbers? Did you look at, you know, like viewers, you know, we still, we didn't have any sales. However, the views were up. And so he was really kind of inclined to drop the hour long plan that we had to run this particular project for 30 days. Now, 
I'm putting all and driving, you know, all into this. The plan is laid out between collaborating on ideas, the flow of how it's going to go. And just that quick, you know, oh, it's not working. You know, maybe Facebook isn't for it. And we just need to, you know, look at other avenues and then we'll just drop it. So I had to zone his mind back and bring it on back in because I see things that he didn't see. And in, in saying that, that a lot of times it's the numbers game or it's the money's game, that that's the only thing that a lot of times people are concerned about and the fact uh, that you have to be patient. I've worked with so many face-to-face and business-to-business people that they will try it out for six months or so. But sometimes that six months is just that foundation building. Sometimes that six months is for people to um, start looking at you in a familiar way. And I explain, <laughs> it's like watching television. You have a remote in your hand and that remote clicks to Facebook, that remote clicks to um, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, uh, TikTok. TikTok and any other social media that's up there. Those are your channels. And so people, just like they're watching television, have their favorite shows that they like to watch. I'm going to consistently watch this um, every time that it comes on to the new season start. I find something else. So I try to give them ways of looking at their social media pages. It's, it, it, unless you got a bomb, bomb product, goods, or service, dude, chick, sister, brother, pastor, <laughs> professor, speaker, marketer, it's not going to happen overnight. Slow your roll. Have faith in what you're doing. And so so the handle, this is how I handle other people because it's based on, one, what I've done. What I've done for over 20 years, be it, it may not have always been social media is dealing with Facebook because we know that that just really started to integrate, you know, around 2008, 2009. I believe 2009 is when I came aboard Facebook. Actually, a little longer than that because MySpace was out there. That's where a lot of people were um, from, you know, my recollection of really dealing um, with a social media type gathering. So, MySpace and then, you know, gradually coming over in 2009 uh, to Facebook. And and uh, I didn't even really dabble with Twitter or Instagram until 2016. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's trying to get them to think um, and have some patience in what they're building because a lot of people that are not used to Facebook 
are not used to social media and they have to spend a dime to get that traffic for their products, goods, and service, they feel as though sometimes, well, I'm just wasting money. You know, I, I, I'm just going to hit the road with face-to-face -face with an ad in the paper. Well, that's fine, but look at all of the demographics that you're missing. Case in point, if it's something that's local and you're trying to deal with local businesses and you don't really do social media, I get that. But you have to think about how many of your clients now in 2020 are on social media. So you're more uh, inept to reach them when they're strolling as well as when they're, you know, taking the time to go online because most people don't even get papers where I live anymore. Um, if they do, they get it through the mail. They pay a, a service, of a fee for it. It's not like it was before, you know, throw the paper in the yard. I, I know that my 105-year-old grandmother still gets her paper, uh, but her paper now comes through the mail. So these are some of the things that I've watched happen on social media that, you know, businesses are popping up um, in contingent or in line with the stimulus check and with the, the shutdowns, people have lost their jobs or laid off um, or businesses have gone, you know, kaploop. And so there's a lot of um, businesses that are popping up. But a lot of people, just because they have a name or a business out there, does not mean necessarily that they actually care about the business or they care about their customers. They do to a certain extent, extinct, but not all of them. Some people just really don't know how to deal with people. It's like going into McDonald's to order a combo and you get the nastiest. <laughs> The nastiest with the with the attitude from Mars or Pluto. <laughs> you know, just stink with it to serve you your food. I mean, how often are you gonna go back there? Or you don't want to be waited on them again. So it's a lot of people that just really do not have customer service skills. And they show it in their products and their services. It's a lot of people that don't even really communicate back with their people unless they buy something. But that's not always the attitude to have because they might be interested in buying something, but they're trying to fill you out. They're trying to see, is this a place that I want to shop? For example, you go into um, just use Sears and you're shopping around and looking and you want to buy something but you're being ignored and you're waiting for someone to come and wait on you and they haven't come to wait on you yet you're going to be like how rude I, I'm not going to go here I'm going to go over to JC Penney's because it's a hundred people now social media selling the same thing or they'll take one different type of um, plan and everybody will mimic, 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 mimic that same thing. And that's what my friend and I 
uh, Crazy Jay were talking about. You know, how many are, are really doing this from their heart, from the passion that's within them, from, you know, I, 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 I'm really laser focused. And even though I have not, you know, made it, made it yet, I'm not giving up because it's, it's going to come. So that is with 2020 with me and handling, you know, analyzing and looking at the logistics of just seeing this uproar and increase and flood of traffic dealing with sales on social media. For me, um, for example, the book that I uh, co-authored in, an anthology book, um, we launched that in February. And the pandemic really kind of shut down us from um, doing any book signings or having any events. So that what kind of scratched out <laughs> for the moment. And so I have, I have really in the last couple of years, um, decided not just to deal within my town, within my state, you know, I'm going, you know, past that is, it's, is networking around the world because the type of services that I offer with marketing, with promoting interviews, podcasting, graphics design as creative um, uh, type promos, that can be given to anyone around the world. So that was a great way for me to be able to handle Um, with coolness, with prayer, with faith, um, doors even opened up. I mean, everyone was on Zoom, right? (laughs) Zoom, Zoom, Zoom it away. (laughs) Every webinar, online classes. So the game had to change. And um, I took a lot of classes. I took, I invested in myself, um, was able to speak on a couple of platforms, even, you know, overseas um so the other thing is uh, it it was a time that i was able to connect with other um authors and other entrepreneurs to do design works for them or to do marketing consulting with them to be able to give them tips based on again the things that i've learned i never i'm the type that i don't speak on what i don't know if I don't know it, I say I don't know it. If I can find out for you, I'll, I'll search it out and I'll come back with an answer. But, you know, um, I, I've just seen so many people within my circle of networks that I've had conversations with and they made good money. You know, I have a friend that did oven um, boards. What do you call those? Um boards, decorative boards that you put on top of your, 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 your oven or your stovetop. Uh, so, you know, giving her marketing ideas and giving her a plan on how she can execute it. Cause she's a very great crafter, but in doing that and being able to help promote her and help her with the confidence of, um, selling and, and working with people, she made, she made some good money. You know, also helping her 
direct in different parts of our house, you know, came up with, uh, let's do a, a Yo MTV Cribs type of um, segments. And so you've, you've like remodeled your whole house. Let's do it in segments. Let's spread it out. Not just um, a one, you know, recording and then just show everything. No, let's break it up. Views on that went up. Um, the daughters, her daughters called on me to wanted to do a podcast interview, which led to us working on uh, presentations and how to um, do their displays and doing some marketing and promoting for them. Even did some funny commercial kids um, recordings. And then my friend, that <laughs> their mom that was doing um, the crafting work, you know, she, she wanted to, she, she wanted to go to a YouTube channel. And when I talk to people, just like I'm talking now, I'm very blunt. I'm very straightforward. I'm like, you're not ready for YouTube. What do you mean? I'm not ready for YouTube. Like you're not ready for YouTube. And I was being honest with her and I, and, and I was basing it on myself as well, because even though I have a YouTube account and I've done things here and there, I'm not ready for my YouTube yet. One, I don't want to be like everyone else. I don't want to sell no hair. I don't want to put on no eyebrows and I don't want to do no nails. No offense to those that do that. People do it great, but that's not my forte. That's not what I do. So I know kind of basically what I want to do, but I'm still working on that part. But I wanted her to really be together to where she was ready to be consistent to push out her videos because I haven't, I didn't see that consistency in, in other places when we would talk about what she wanted to do and, and, and we're giving her marketing, um, tips. So she put that on the back burner and said, let's, you know, you need to continue to build your foundation, build your audience. So when you do go to YouTube, YouTube, You've going to have a percentage of those that are definitely going to back you. And um, so she did it for a while. And then, you know, she slowed down on the pandemic. So um, had she started it, just like I said, with the pop-ups here and there because of the stimulus money. And then now you don't see many people. It's I go to some place, some social media places, you know, like I said, that TV and click. And they haven't posted in in months. (laughs) But, you know, I I don't want to be hypocritical in the standpoint, for example, of my my Instagram. My Instagram, I was close to 900, about to hit the 10K mark. Since February or the end of February when things closed down, I took um, more precedence to my Facebook page. I wanted to stay close to my family on my personal page since really couldn't get out. I felt the need to keep up with what was going on. It was so many things happening that was really scarring and damaging and shocking people, especially after, you know, um, just so many instances, incidents, occurrences. I can't get my words out. So that, that was where I was. That was where I was stuck, you know. And so uh, about 2000, you know, dropped off. But as I look at that, 
I wasn't there. So I, I was not there to, um, to, to give them, give them substance. And then for a lot of those that dropped off, those are the ones that weren't meant to be there. Those weren't the real supporters. Cause we know we all have people that drop off, uh, here or there. And so I, I was okay with that. I, I needed to be where I was for that moment. And, um, so that was kind of how in dealing with the pandemic, it affected me because I really did more traffic on my Instagram than I did on my Facebook page. And I don't like dealing with schedules. If you deal with a scheduler, amen, fine. If you deal with a bot, amen, fine. I'm just not that per- that person. I am that person that likes to be hands-on. I am that person that likes to read my DMs, respond back to people that, you know, want to talk about what I may have said or posted that inspired them, encouraged them, picked them up, gave them something to believe in if they were down. Because my whole blog is based on me uh, overcoming and healing, overcoming and healing from depression, overcoming and healing from my bottom dropping out and rebuilding. So that, that, that that's what motivates me. I, I see so many social media accounts. Oh, you know, y'all take social media too serious. Oh, social media is just for fun or, you know, okay. <laughs> Hats off to you on that one. But I take my social me- my social media seriously. I really do. I take it seriously. I take the people that I connect with, whether it's in business mode, uh, family mode, friends mode or close one or two friends mode. I take it seriously. And um, <clears throat> I, I I know who's who. I know just how much strength to give one and how much to pull and how much to pull back. You learn, you live and you learn. So I've learned that also in uh, these 20, um, in 2020. I, I've, I've learned um, who's, who's there, who's supporting, who's not supporting, um, who's jealous, who's envious, who's covetous, who doesn't care. (laughs) You, you, you learn. And I'm pretty sure you can agree if you really think about it and be honest, you really know who's there. And sometimes your haters pay more attention to you than anyone else. They're the first one that's going to check you out when they get on. So people say, oh, it's not about the numbers. Yes, it is. It is about the numbers. I pay attention to numbers. I pay attention to analytics. If not, then have a brick and mortar. (laughs) Have a brick and mortar and say that the numbers don't matter. And let's see how that goes. You have to pay attention. So all in all, 2020, um, effectively for me and handling it went pretty smooth. It, it went pretty smooth. I, I didn't do a lot of panicking per se on social media. The only thing that I seem to uh, fall off and neglect is my Instagram page. 
And um, that's something that uh, after now, you know, hitting the four-year mark on my uh, blog on Facebook, that I plan to um, focus more on um, 2021. I've got projects to finish up on Facebook. You know, my clients are there mostly. So I, I pay more attention to it now. So um, I hope you'll reach out to me either on Twitter, on Facebook, or on my Instagram page, even on LinkedIn. And let me know that you've heard one of my um, interviews, one of my storytellers, the diary, uh, Dementia with my mom, or even about this one, with how I handled social media uh, in 2020. And let me know. You feel free to share. And I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. I thank you for being here. I see you guys checking me out. I appreciate that. I really do. And I hope that in each one I've said something that can help, encourage, motivate, push you to be laser focused and go and get it. And have your passion and don't leave it. Have a passion about what you're doing because believe me, it's someone out there that you can help, is helping, and will help in the future. That's all I have for you. I hope you guys have a great day. All right. Until next time, it's Angela Maria with Talk It Up. Bye, guys.